Dermot and Dave. Can <laughs> I do my jungle noises again, please? Can you do the background hiss? The the background white noise of a jungle? <laughs> no, that's someone who, who has succumbed to some kind of jungle illness, I think. Okay, the reason we're talking about this is because our next guest has been lucky enough to travel to somewhere most of us can only imagine visiting, or rather just be afraid of visiting, uh, based on some of those TV shows, the survival things we end up watching. Marina Conway is a forester from Sligo who has been taking part in the RT series Far Away Fields and you couldn't get much further than deep into the Amazon. She's on the line now. Far Away Fields is on tonight at half nine on RT1. Morning, Marina Conway. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm what good, an, thanks. What an experience you had uh, travelling to meet this incredible tribe deep in the Amazon. And by the way, how were my jungle sound effects, Marina? Were they close to what you experienced? Yeah, not bad now, not bad. <laughs> You're saying all the right things. Uh, yeah, Sligo to the Amazon. How did you get there? Oh, well, wow, look, as you said, an amazing experience as a very lucky girl um, to, because we can we can all fly to Brazil, but to get to, to live with um, the, the Padisho people, the indigenous people in the Bahia state was, yeah, was amazing. So um, we had took a lot of flights and some car journeys. And yeah, t- tell us location-wise, where is it? Because a lot of people will be interested. I mean, the, 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 the Amazon is so vast that it's hard to kind of get your head around where it actually is. Well, it was in the Bahia State, which is in, in kind of northeastern Brazil, and I was in Atlantic Rainforest. So okay, so near near enough to the sea. The yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So the the Padisho people are the indigenous people who have been there forever, but obviously they would have uh, come across their Portuguese settlers at some point back in the fifteen hundreds or whatever, and they're still fighting battles in relation to owning their own land today, aren't they? Absolutely. Well, actually, the Padishaw are the first tribe the Portuguese met when they landed on Brazilian shores. Mm. Or, yeah, yeah, so they're the first, they're the ones that are dealing with them the longest, as they told me, that mm. they're fighting them since since the 15th century. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to hold on to their lands and, and fight them since then. So and, they're a long time dealing with it. And they're so peaceful. Like one of the things that, that comes across, really comes across in the TV show is how they just want to spend their time on the land, live off the land. They don't. They have no interest in exploiting the land for anything. But all of their land has been turned into eucalyptus plantations, which are then felled and put into. Is it is it the pulp paper industry they go into? Yeah. So they have they have indigenous lands that were were um, I think delineated in the seventies or whatever. But there's a lot of controversy over getting that officially marked and what's happening is is just as you said they, they want to protect their lands so they they see that, that the land is what gives them life they get it you know land is what gives us life so they want to protect it and they they want to mind it and look after it and they're not necessarily looking for, for anything from it but just enough for themselves just to live so they are at constant threat on the edges of their indigenous lands from eucalyptus plantations, coffee farms and dairying. So so people are coming in. Um, we were in one of the camps, um, if people were seeing the show, which was really, really hard. It was a eucalyptus plantation on their indigenous lands where they, the Padishu have gone in and set up what they're calling conflict camps. They've gone in and set up villages to try and take back their lands. Mm. And these, this eucalyptus, you know, the really sad thing for us Irish or us Europeans is that this has been processed into, pulp, into paper and into toilet paper paper um it's been exported as pulp to europe to us right mm. um, you know 
So what's the purpose of your visit then, Marina? Why exactly were you there? What were you hoping to achieve? Well, I I was I was a far I like I, I was sent as a forester from Ireland, so I, to experience their way of life as a forester living in Brazil. But we're very we're very different to forester <laughs> in Ireland versus a forest people in in Brazil as such. You know, I mean, the Irish were a forest people many many hundreds mm. of years ago, but we we're long gone from from being that. So. It was very much, yeah, just experiencing their way of life, how how they work with the forest. So again, even even their their forest areas, they are all to be protected. So they just take what they need. They have an area of the woods that they have um, officially marked as where you can go and take wood um, to build a flower shed, or if you need wood for your home. So at all times, they're really living in harmony um, with the land yeah. and with the trees and the water. And for them, you know, it's it's like the land is their flesh, um, the water is their blood, and the forest is their spirit. And, and that's where it starts and ends for them. And you were welcomed into a particular family um, from the Padishaw people. And they sang to you as you walked into the village for the first time. There was one hell of a welcome. Have a listen to this. Everyone. Yeah. They cleansed you with smoke from the fire and they painted your face and welcomed you in with lots of their traditional stuff, didn't they? Yeah, and I was actually even, you didn't see it on the show, but I also as well got cleansed in water from head to toe as well. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, God, that was that was very and overwhelming. Are they speaking Portuguese or is that, do they still have their own dialects? So, so yeah, they, they mainly speak Portuguese, but they have um, they have their own dialect as well. And um, yeah, that was probably the hard, that was one of the hardest parts that I could never actually speak to them directly. Yeah. As an Irish person, you know, we love to talk and uh, not being able to talk to them directly was, was kind of quite hard. But in the other side of it, you learn a lot as well by just having to live on your senses. So you're watching and you're listening and you're smelling and you're tasting and you're taking everything in because you can't in some ways converse directly. I- so uh, it was a whole other experience that way too. Are they Christian or do they have their own traditional spiritual beliefs? I'm always fascinated by, you know, when you leave people alone, um, you know, do, is it the ancient uh, tradi- spiritual traditions that continue? Oh, no, they, they have their own their own spiritual cultural beliefs. Their culture is hugely important to them. Again, they're very connected to the land, the seasons, the sun, the moon, the water. Mm. They have their own medicine man in the village who would who would do a lot of um, their healing. And they, they use the medicine from the forest, from the trees, from the plants. So very much connected into that. But they're, when I was talking to them, the two biggest threats to them and who they are is capitalism, which I mentioned, the coffee farms and the eucalyptus plantations and dairying. And the other... Um, is um, religion. So there is um, ev- ev- evangelism there. And that the, that religion has kind of tried to, I, I don't know, directly or indirectly, but it's made them ashamed of their indigenous ways. So their belief in their power of their own medicines has be- a certain amount of shame has been brought in with that. So mm. that's what they told me their two main threats were, capitalism and religion, um, to, to the, who they are. One of the things you did while you were there, uh, because obviously, as you said, they live off the land, they live in harmony with the land, is you went fishing for mud crabs. Let's have a little clip of that as well. Have a listen to you doing this. You have to go down and quick and catch them just over his body and fire him into the bag as fast as you can before he gets his pincers up at you. You get him like this. My God, it's <laughs> slippy. <Hey. laughs> Very slippy. Actually, if you don't get it in a grab, the first thing you get it in, like it's gone. So you were there in your, you had your hiking boots, you had your 
you know, your combat trousers and your t-shirt, and they were just lashing in their bare feet and their t-shirts. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't be gonna, and they're sticking their hand. They're sticking their hand down the hole to get those crabs. Yeah. Like, they brought one up near to the surface to me, let's be honest. These guys <laughs> stick their hand all the way down, like, right to nearly their shoulder, grab them and pull them out. Oh, they yikes. know what they're doing. <laughs> um, were you surprised, Marina, of the quality of their welcome? Because... You know, you still represent this Western way of life that has is continuously trying to destroy theirs. Uh, you know, and as the plantation owners and move closer and closer and encroach further and further into their land and their way of living, you know, how come they were so welcoming to you? They'd be perfectly justified in not trusting anybody who looked like you. Yeah, it's a very good question. I never thought of it like that. But they're they're the most incredibly kind, beautiful people. So their nature is to be kind, is to be welcoming. Like it's not like they have a warrior. They have a warrior heart because they've had they've had to do it now to fight in that. But these are real gentle, kind, land loving people. Like they, they, you know, it was very easy to connect to them on that level. You know, they reminded me a lot of my grandparents and they reminded me a lot of, of, you know, Ireland maybe 60, 70 years ago, you know, really easy, happy people. Like, so, you know, I was very lucky that, that they did, that they did welcome me in so well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I never thought of it like that, that they should, that they should, you know, be not scared of me, but, you know, be maybe a bit more hesitant, but yeah, but they weren't. No, I guess they're dealing with, they're dealing with, um, Portuguese, Brazilians or Euro- settled Europeans or whatever you want to call them. They're dealing with them for a long time and mm. like anything they'll meet nice ones and not well, so nice ones. You I can guess. see it all tonight, 9.35 in RT1. The show is called Far Away Feels and uh, Marina's episode is on this evening. Marina, it was a brilliant show and amazing to see, uh, first of all the forestry that you're involved in in the west of Ireland, but also then see it uh, in, in the Amazon and with the uh, with the tribe. It's absolutely brilliant so we're looking forward to watching yeah. it tonight. What's your next adventure, Thanks. Marina? Oh, I'm going to West Cork. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a few indigenous tribes down there as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maria Conway, thanks for joining us this morning. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9 a.m.